0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of non-refungible today we have myself crier and making his podcast debut we have zach aka the truth and today we have a very exciting guest this person is not only a pioneer in the music industry but also in the nft field as well he has a new NFT project. He has a new song out with the legendary rapper Bun B. Uh, he might have good internet connection, but he goes by the one and only Spotty Wi-Fi. What's up, man? How's it going?
1: I'm great, man. I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Man, thanks for having the, uh, taking the time, dude. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I'm really
2: excited about this one, for sure.
1: Pleasure.
0: Yeah, you're a busy guy. Um, we <laughs> can just talk about the project first. So not only do you have a new song with Bun B, but it's also tied into uh, an NFT project. Can you kind of shed some light on that? Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So this, uh, this Bun B song is called All Time High, and it is the first single from my new album. It's gonna be a collab album. And um, whole mission, is to bridge the gap between the NFT world and the mainstream through music. So, Bun is the first mainstream collab, the first single. There'll be four more similar NFT single drops next year. And if you collect one NFT from each drop, then you'll get this historic collab album as a vinyl record. Um, And it's live right now, spottywifi.com. You can go on there, you can mint Uh, an NFT from this collection called All Time High. And there's actually 27 different versions of the song. So we we do that a lot. We do a lot of different variants. You know, we we were inspired by the rarity traits that you see in some of the different JPEG NFT projects, but we do that with our music. So we have like a rap version of the song with a rap beat. We have an 8-bit version with an 8-bit instrumental. We have an orchestral version where the raps stay the same, but the music changes. There's artwork. There's animated artwork by a DreamWorks animator. 27 different pieces of artwork to match the different versions of the song. So you might mint one that's more common, or you might mint one that's more rare. You might mint a one of one. But no matter what, you get cop, you get commercial rights to the instrumental of whichever version you mint. You get commercial rights to my vocals, and um, yeah, and then you collect this and you collect the the four one of the NFTs from the four drops next year, and you'll get a vinyl record.
0: I love that. Um, Yeah, I listen. First of all, the song's a banger, Uh, and I I did see the eight-bit and the orchestra version, and those also were bangers. Um, So you said there's how many? How many versions? Twenty-seven. Well, there's
1: twenty-seven total, and uh, the there's those three main versions that we that we mentioned, and then the others are hybrids or mashups of those three versions. Um, and it's interesting because right now, like on streaming services, streaming platforms, the 8-bit version is actually getting the most plays by a lot, you know. Uh, so, so <laughs> actually, really play that
0: one. <laughs> yeah, to go <laughs> with the CryptoPunks, right? To go with the Pixels. Right.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's fun to see what people gravitate toward.
0: Yeah, that's awesome because, uh, like you said, you always think of rarity as in traits as far as a visual aspect. And um, in reality, there you can have all types of traits. And, uh the audio aspect of the um, the traits is really cool.
3: Thank you. Um, thank you.
0: How did you uh, hook up with Bun? I mean, he's pretty much a legend, and I'm sure you know you probably were listening to him growing up.
1: Yeah, man, he's uh, he's uh, as legendary as they come. And I, from my from my rap days in the past, I knew a guy named Alex Fruchter. And he used to run a rap blog, a pretty influential rap blog out of Chicago called Ruby Hornet. Nowadays, and for the past several years, he's run an indie record label called Closed Sessions. So after my debut album dropped in August and that was a successful launch, I hit him up and I was just telling him, you know, this is what I've been up to. It went, you know, I'd had this debut album. It went well. And I told him my vision for like, I want to, I want to, do collabs with mainstream artists. And I, I need somebody that can help me, you know, make introductions and things like that. And he's new to the NFT world, but he totally, he totally was inspired by what we're doing. You know, is curious about NFTs. and just started helping out and he introduced me to Bun. And uh, we knew that Bun had a good knowledge base about NFTs. He actually rapped over a Euler beat earlier this year which is like a very historic generative music project yeah it was just super cool so we we knew that he had a a lot more knowledge about the subject than most mainstream artists you know and uh to me euler beats is a really dope project and and uh yeah he just had a great approach to it you know he wasn't seeing it as a cash grab or anything like that he really saw it as an opportunity to to innovate um, to to add a new dimension to what is already an incredible legacy. And also, he's talked a lot about how he wants to educate because he has uh, a lot of fans that are maybe a little bit older than my fans. And he's now able to expose them to this NFT world and technology um, in a way that a lot of them maybe haven't been introduced yet. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's...
0: Yeah, so he was he was into crypto and NFTs before you guys hooked up then, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I was on a Twitter Spaces with him the the last two nights and we were asking him about that a little bit. You know, he's got, you know, he's got crypto um, and he collects NFTs. So, um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's it's awesome. I mean, he's still he's still learning, you know, st- as we all are. But uh, he's definitely like authentic, like when he raps in our song together, you know, that that he's been flipping crypto or that we have like, that's, that's for real.
0: Yeah. You, you could definitely tell in his verse that uh, he's been around the block for a little bit, which is super cool to see. I mean, it's kind of the trend right now. I mean, NFTs are blowing up in general, but you, you're, you're seeing a lot of, a lot of people in hip hop, um, all types of music just kind of getting into it, uh, which is super cool.
2: Yeah. Do you think the uh, whole hip hop space will be one of the first uh, mainstream adopters with the, with the music and stuff like this?
1: I do think so, man. I do. I think hip hop has a tendency to, you know, be on the cutting edge and be innovating. And I I do think that's the case. You know, you see like, um, you know, there have been some examples, right? Like Tory Lanez did his album. I don't know a ton about it, but, you know, that was a big NFT success story, at least on, on paper in terms of like the press that it got um i know there have been some others you know jay-z had a had an nft auction of some reasonable dark re- reasonable doubt artwork at sotheby's you know yeah, um sure. i i know there's other examples but you know i'm I'm even really inspired by uh an artist uh named money man i don't know if you guys know money man but he's really into crypto he's an indie artist always talking about crypto his new album is called blockchain you know what i mean so um uh, you know Hip hop has always had a certain amount of, uh, you know, flexing or braggadocious, yeah, like the,
2: right? The Peacocking.
1: Exactly, it's the and new Rolex.
2: Rolex. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: That's that's right, you know, and that's what these—that's what a lot of these NFTs are. You know, it's signaling to the world, um, you know, I got something you don't. I know something yeah. you don't. I was early to something that you wasn't. And I think hip-hop is going to definitely, I mean, Post Malone has a couple apes now. Yeah. The, 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 we're, the hip-hop world is definitely, I think, going to embrace this more quickly than probably. Yeah, I definitely agree. I time. think it's.
4: How, uh, sure. how, how long, can you give us an estimate until how long it's going to be before Drake references an NFT in one of his raps? <laughs> Two, three weeks? Like how long? And Yeah, it's probably it, been recorded.
1: I, I don't think, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if if you were asking me an over under, you know I would take the under on any of these <laughs> any of these hip hop artists. Like it could be if, if it ha- it should have already happened. You know it's it's yeah. impossible to guess. Like once Jay Z, once Jay Z changed his Twitter avatar to a crypto punk, like all bets are off. Yep. You know, like, yeah for if, sure. If, if it's not if it's not on their next song that they reference it, I you know i would be surprised well snoop
2: well, Dogg's pretty it. big into you know crypto punks also too which i think is awesome you know there's a lot of there's a lot of names coming in
1: absolutely yep
2: well even um post malone and the weekend
0: teased um in their music video it shows post malone buying his ape oh so, yeah sound. they're they're coming they're integrating coming fast yeah and you know rich the kid wow. is talking about doing his next music video with apes so
1: Yep, Lil Baby, you know, I was at the the Ape Fest. Lil Baby was there. He had just bought an ape. So it's super exciting, man. You know, feels like uh, what what a year, you know, what a year it's been. And I mean, the project, the apes aren't even a year old, which is I crazy. I know, it's
2: crazy. It's insane.
5: Yeah,
2: it's uh, not. The NFT just moves way too fast. It's crazy. I know, right? It really does.
0: But um, if we could rewind and kind of get to know... Maybe your life before Spotty Wi-Fi. Maybe your rap career before Spotty.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I started. I started rapping, you know, in like late high school, and um, eventually started recording with a producer named Stephen Clark, who is still my producer to this day. Ninety-nine percent of all the music I've ever made is with this one producer, my best friend Stephen Clark. We were in a we were in a group together at one point where he was the producer DJ. My other homie Hollywood is his name. He was the other MC. We were we were the two um the two rappers and we were our local paper in Rockford, Illinois called us Run DMC on Crunk, which gives you a sense of like what era that was where Crunk is a word. But um <laughs> Yeah, you're showing your age a little bit. Yeah. And oh, I sure. am too
0: that, that I know what that means. Yeah.
1: We all are. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that group, that group was called The Bridge. We basically made party music, you know, and we opened for a lot of acts, you know, open for Snoop Dogg, open for Nas, Talib. Um, who else, man? I can't even remember. Uh, T-Pain. Uh, we opened for our first, our first show opening for anybody. We opened for Afro Man. So, you know, we, we, were, we were making, making the rounds in the Midwest, you know, went out, uh, did a, did a LA trip, you know, did some shows in LA um and then you know we were young dumb kids and eventually you know we kind of like got a little big-headed and and just kind of disbanded you know due to due to just being getting a little taste of success and being having some egos and stuff like that then i was in a band with like a real band with uh you know drum bass guitar um and and that band was pretty successful we were touring a bit um you know and actually started uh basically got a got a a publishing deal you know signed a publishing deal with a major publishing house um had a manager signed a management deal and that's when things started getting a little that's when i started approaching the burnout phase where i i ended up having a bad falling out with my manager due to you know basically the amount of a cut that he was taking versus the amount of a cut that we had agreed upon which were were not the same Um, The publishing deal I thought we were signing was sort of the precursor to us getting a record deal that never manifested. Um, And then I just sort of I just sort of said, you know, this is not for me. You know, I kind of told the band like you got to choose the manager or me. You know, that's what it is. And they went with the manager. So I rode off into the sunset, had a, a short lived solo career. I put out an album with my producer, Stephen Clark, called Music for the End of the World. That was in December of 2012. It got some good play, you know. It got some good blog love. Uh, this was during the blog era, the SoundCloud era. Got some good love from NPR and some other music critics. Um, but it's very hard to monetize that, you know. It's very hard to monetize a few a few good blog reviews yeah. um, when you're basically trying to sell T-shirts and you know get paid gigs during the blog era, during the SoundCloud era. And eventually, I got burnt out and um, just walk, just kind of walked away from music. Took a full time job and um, got good at my job. Basically, you know, started having a, a decent career in a in a nine to five world. And before I knew it, a few years had passed. And um, then, you know, got into crypto late twenty seventeen, right before the crash. Uh, put in more money than I was prepared to lose. You buy the all time the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so dude, did I. Right?
0: <laughs> I I seriously <laughs> bought the peak, and what was it, twenty eighteen or
1: seventeen? Yep. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. and then I, and then I sold so. the
0: bottom. So, Nailed
1: so that's it. what I didn't do. You know, I had a friend that told me you don't lose any money until you sell, and that yeah, that really there. made a lot of sense to me. You know, what's funny is I can never, I, I have no idea who told me that, but it was like the best advice I you. ever got. I it's just good. can't remember. Yeah, and um,
0: I bet that I guy could, remembers. Then,
1: Yeah. Yeah, Right. right, For sure. But I kept studying. Uh, I, I was very convicted. Like this is the future. You know, I got in at a bad time, but I just kept studying. Referring to
0: crypto or NFTs as the future at this time, you're just in crypto,
1: just in crypto, just in crypto. Um, I started studying, listening to YouTubers, podcasts every day. I mean, every damn day. And I was like way underwater with my investment way underwater. But I just kept buying too, you know. I was buying Bitcoin at thirty five hundred dollars. Um, I was buying ETH at eighty five dollars. Not a lot because, like I said, I had already put in more than I was prepared to lose. Yeah. But I would take I would take little bites, you know, when the, I could.
2: The dollar cost yeah. average move. it's the way to go, for sure.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so last year, twenty twenty. I'm sorry, I'm giving you the full story, but um, last year, twenty twenty. Uh, COVID messed up my career, you know, Um, I was working in marketing, my client was a fast food restaurant, they got hit severely Um, COVID, I got furloughed, eventually I got laid off, the world is falling from all around me, but my crypto all of a sudden just starts winning, it starts like finally, it's like finally, you know, this weight has been lifted and then in January of this year, I see a couple friends on Twitter talking about NBA Top Shot. Yep. that that was the gateway. I I'm a basketball fan. I used to collect all sorts of sports cards, Magic the Gathering cards, Star Wars oh, yeah, cards.
0: Yeah. Uh-oh, Cryer. He's a big magic guy. Here we guy. go. <laughs> but I'm a big and Top they, Shot guy, so. Yeah, that's
1: funny. So yeah, I, I started buying Top Shot moments. And then by February, I reconnected with an old friend I used to work with. He introduces me to this guy, Crypto Novo Crypto at that point in February of this year, owned eight CryptoPunks that he bought in
0: 2020.
1: Ish. And he just starts schooling me to the game and uh, shows me the Larva Labs website, shows me how I can search by different attributes. And on February 23rd, I bought CryptoPunk 5528. You know because. I saw that it had spots on its face and only 124 crypto punks out of 10,000 have spots on their face but i i i looked at the pricing and i saw that it was undervalued for for most of the punks that are, have a trait that is that rare they were costing a lot more but people don't want people didn't want a punk with spots as their avatar you know to this day i probably know maybe two other punks on twitter that have spots and use it as their profile pic and, um, run and that's why I, I said I was just looking at it as value, like this is an asset, this is undervalued, you know, Mark Cuban is saying these are priceless, they're the rookie card of NFTs. And so um, I bought it for 27 Ethereum. That was almost exactly $40,000 on February 23rd. A few weeks later, I've, I've been following CryptoPunks. I see g money i see my boy crypto novo i see they're building platforms building brands around their punk pseudonymously or anonymously and i said why isn't anybody doing anything musically with this you know if i want to if i want to help my asset appreciate if i want to differentiate my crypto punk the best way i could do that is not by talking it's actually by rapping you know yeah and then a little little bit later i because i knew the spots had to be central to his identity And the name spotty wi-fi hit me and that was it i called my producer stefan clark i explained the idea i told him what a crypto punk was i told him i had the name all all picked out spotty wi-fi and he instantly was down and on april 16th we released our first song i'm spotty and the rest is history
0: man that's awesome um and you know you're pre before spotty you were saying you know you signed a deal that could have led to a record deal and only if there was some technology out there that we could put money back into the artist's hands, you know so so it's the the buying the punk is twofold so you you have that aspect of the music industry, but now you also have this character this new persona um and if you listen to spotty's music he he's a real rapper you know this isn't you know it, it's kind of fun, but he's he's you know he's he's a real
4: craftsman, so um you definitely mm-hmm. have to listen to it if you have it okay. Were there uh Were there any points up until like 2017, 2018, uh, before you got heavy into crypto, you were like, man, this just isn't hitting, you know, I want to, I want to sell it all. I just want to make some money back or like, you know, recoup and not lose it where you were like about to hit the button and just sell it all.
1: Really? No, because
4: I bought so,
1: I, I, I bought and it crashed so hard. Uh, no, it wasn't even really. The, I I I I can't say that I ever really thought about selling. I do remember a couple specific things. I remember in March of 2020, you know, there was the big crash right when COVID started. Crypto crashed real hard, yeah. and it, it had just started to like it Damn. was just start. It was just starting to show signs that it was going to yeah. make its move up, and then COVID came and it immediately crashed. And i remember i was walking down the street i don't know where i don't know where i was but i was outside somewhere and i looked at my phone and i checked the price and i saw this and i just remember i'll never forget that pit in my stomach you know because it was like it was like i thought i was i thought i was about to be out of the woods you know and then it just i got rugged um but i just i was like you know what screw it man like I came this far. We'll see what happens. It might go to zero. Nobody knows what's about to happen with this COVID stuff. And, um, you know, that that might be the only time that I actually thought about it because I didn't feel secure in anything. You know, COVID made me doubt everything. Like I don't know what's happening next. Um, And the only the only time I ever sold any crypto was um, and I don't talk about this much because I don't like to I don't like to bring it up. But I sold a Bitcoin when it got up to like 15 K. Uh, I, I sold some Bitcoin to like, uh, make arrangements to, to propose to my fiance, you know, but that was about it. Other than that, I've never, I've never sold crypto, um, other than I sold, I recently sold, or I, I, I got out of all my alts. I got out of all my altcoins, and I don't, I don't consider Ethan alt coin, but I got out of all my altcoins when the kennel club came out and I said, I said, screw it. These apes are the next punks and i bought 5 nice. pumps. i already had I, I already had one i one ape and i bought
0: five more apes nice dude Sheesh, nice very nice that's a move um, right there
1: yeah that was the, probably the best best financial decision i ever made i i think i got them at an average price of like 5 eth if i'm not mistaken nice
0: um yeah quick note i also bought the top of top shot so <laughs> But I did get my ape under one Ethereum, so I, I got that going for me.
2: There you go. Yeah. Nice.
0: Okay, yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Now, when you when you first started rapping as Spotty, that that kind of, that had to be an uphill battle, right? Or was it how how well received was a crypto punk rapper? You know, I mean, because nowadays, I mean, people might probably love it, but you know, back then, I don't even know if people knew what punks were. You know.
1: Um, uh, man, that's a really good question. I wasn't. I was only writing these songs really for the punk community, I guess, or for NFT collectors, you know, because I I was really just thinking of it as a way to differentiate my punk, and it was very well received. Like the punks immediately gravitated toward it. Now I'm a little bit like ostracized from the punks. A lot of the punks are 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 you know, they're too um they're too frou frou for me, I guess. Yeah, they get a little at- stuffy yeah yeah but at the time at the time the punks loved it you know um for the most part everybody was with it um so yeah i can't say that i i felt much like weird you know it wasn't like any weird reactions too much because it was such a niche audience i mean when i put out that song i probably had like i I don't even know how many followers i had i probably had a few hundred followers maybe and they were probably 90 percent punks you know Mm -hmm so it was a good reaction um as i've grown as my as my reach has grown i would say the reaction has gotten weirder you know i get weird reactions from punks now i think a lot of punks have are are jealous because a lot of these punk owners they think because they were early that they're the smartest people in the room you know And it's like, I'm showing you a blueprint of what you could have been doing this whole time. And now the apes are doing it and the apes are taking over. So the punks, they look at me kind of sideways a lot of the time. I don't want, I don't want to paint in too broad of strokes. I have some punks that are really good friends and very supportive. Um, and then I also get weird reactions from some of the like, you know, the boom bap, hippity hop, purist, uh, you know, type yeah. of, of hip hoppers who think that, you know, they, they like to use the word gimmick and things like that. Um, so I get weird, I get weirder reactions now probably than I did even in the beginning.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, it's from people that probably haven't even heard your music at all. You know, it's like, uh, like they're literally judging a book by its cover and, uh, you know, it's hard enough with the normies now explaining NFTs and then got to explain what a crypto punk is. And then, oh, now there's a a crypto punk rapper. Um, yeah, in the NFT space, it, it comes off pretty easy, but to the normies,
4: uh, I'm not gonna lie. To yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I first heard there was a NFT rapper, I was like, okay, like, this is some person who happened to get, you know, one of the blue chip ones, and now they want to be a rapper, right? Like, and I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. But then, you know, I listened to some of your stuff. And I was like, Oh, he's got he's got some flow, like, Alright, cool. And then did some more research and was like, Alright, like, this guy, you know, had a rap group, and he was trying to make it at that first, and it actually shows, you know, like, this wasn't, you know, your your kind of first rodeo with this, and so it's pretty cool that uh, you, now you're making it. And same thing with the haters. If you don't have haters, like, are you really yeah, making? It, are right? you really Right, it means it, so. you made it. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: what's funny exactly. about What's funny about that, though, in our Discord, you know, not everybody knew who Spotty uh, Wi-Fi was, and so I instantly linked, "I'm Spotty," and by the end of the song, we were all yelling out, "I'm Spotty!" Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it, awesome. It was
0: cool. So yeah we're all yeah we
1: we 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 pride my 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 producer stefan and me you know we pride ourselves on like we've we've put in more than our ten thousand hours and we're going to make sure you hear that in everything that we put out there you know so i appreciate you guys saying that and um and yeah i'm excited you know i did one live i've only done one irl live show as spotty it was in in new york during nfc nyc and it was just like that when i performed on spotty that was what i closed with and yeah, everybody was screaming, I'm spotty on like every beat, even through all the verses, you know, so that was, that was really fun. Was that.
0: was that the first time doing I'm spotty live, like to a live audience?
1: To a live IRL audience. IRL, yes. Yeah,
0: not metaverse, because we'll get into that. But I mean, that Correct. that had to just be awesome.
1: Ah uh, yeah, it was really cool, man. It was really cool. It was a small crowd. It was like guerrilla style. It was on the roof of this hippie bus with a PA system and we just pulled up and crashed this party outside of Terminal 5 in Manhattan. And um it was it was fun. It was very it was very gutter, but it was fun.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm definitely going to Ape Fest next year. I can't miss that shit.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Um but speaking of concerts, I mean covid you know obviously was terrible but you know a silver lining um we do a lot of our work on the computer in the metaverse um sure. so, so you've done um a few metaverse concerts um for board apes and stuff um first off how is that performing to like a camera you know like you don't really get the same feedback you know live do you or, or how how is that
1: um it's definitely different you know it's um you can you can like have a screen set up where where somebody can be like moving around the audience showing you what the crowd is like so that's cool um, I would say there are pros and cons you know the the pros to me are I can reach audiences all over the world in a metaverse festival you know sure. in a metaverse concert like the there's no limit to to who can join geographically um, there are limits. Uh, in terms of the technology, who has the privilege to actually have access to a computer or things like that. But geographically, I can reach anyone. Um, and then the other advantage is like your your imagination is really your only limitation. You know, in my live show, I have a I have a bored ape, Gold Rilla. He's my hype man, the world's only bored hype man. I have a me bit for a DJ, DJ Mad Skells. He's a skeleton, you know. Um, Goldrilla, he plays the saxophone during my live shows. So there's a lot of fun things that we could do that we would be hard pressed to figure out how to achieve that in, in the meat verse. Um, but I'm, you know, and people always ask me and and I'm still very bullish on the live show though, you know, live shows have always had an element of danger to them. Um, and, and we're, we're seeing that now very recently and tragically, um, things, Things can go wrong at a live show, um, but that's not a new thing necessarily. And I just think that that human need and desire for face-to-face interaction, human contact, human touch, that's not going away anytime soon. So I really feel like artists and musicians in particular, you're going to need to have a VR strategy. You're going to need to have a metaverse strategy. I think it's not a I don't think it's a replacement for the IRL. I think it's just a new lane on the highway, you know. For sure. A new new way to reach your fans.
0: That's so true. And they and they can both exist, you know, simultaneously. It doesn't have to s- sure, just yeah. be one or the other.
1: Yep. Cool.
2: And I, you can turn it. your live show into a into a you know meet 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 uh metaverse show anyway. So there's definitely a, you know they can merge them together also.
1: Exactly. Yeah, uh, so, like,
0: instead of the crowd going nuts, like, the
4: chat's going nuts. Like, you just got to look at the chat.
3: (laughs) Right, exactly.
4: I love that. Yeah, I I got a question for, uh, like, before your your, uh, Metaverse concerts, how do you get, like, hyped up? And, like, are you just sitting on the couch, like, sipping some coffee in your sweats? And then, you know, you're like, oh, I got to stretch and, like, go into this room and kind of, you know, get hyped up. You like on my are you reading through the chat? Are you like you know? How do you get yourself hyped up for just chilling at your own house, kind of like you know, preparing for a stream? You know, uh,
1: it's more it's more about the chat. It's more about interacting with the fans beforehand.
4: You know, hyping
1: them up. Um, I've only done two VR performances, but I like to have fun with it. Like I really play up the characters of my my hype man Goldrilla and my DJ Mad Scales. You know, Mad Scales is more of the OG in the crew. Um, he's like the more tenured, uh, experienced DJ. He's like our mentor. Gold Rilla, Gold is a loose cannon, bro. I'm telling you, he's going Hollywood. You know, he's always at the bar in the crowd, talking to the lady apes. He's the last one to be in the green room. You know, I'm having to pull him out of the crowd. You know, as this as the curtain is opening up, stuff like that. So I'm always I'm I'm always having to try to you know, chase him down and tweet at him like, "Bro, answer your phone. Where are you at? Are you in the Uber yet? You know, it's almost time." That sort of thing. So that's how I get hyped up. Is more so like putting on a little bit of a show before the show, and um, you know, just being being interactive with the fans and getting them hyped up by seeing that sort of stuff going on before we even take the stage. That's, I love that's that. Awesome. Uh, Is the those, uh,
2: those hype hype uh, gif gif several over and over right
1: yeah yeah i love that that, that I, i'm a gif fiend bro yeah and i'm nice with the GIFs too i'm nice with the gifs like i'm i'm, I'm
0: i pride myself well yeah there's nothing like a well-placed gif you know it's got yeah, absolutely be, it's gotta
4: not to be proper would you would you be willing to have a, a gif off with us in our Ooh, Discord, maybe. How you do a gift? Oh, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys are ready. You
1: know. <laughs> guest, you have like a no. vault
0: for, full of gifts, like some oh, backups, yeah. like some some undergrounds. You no,
1: know, I don't even save them on my phone. I don't even save them on my phone. I'm just good with knowing what to search at. they just moment, in the brain.
5: You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm I mean, quick.
4: We can quick have like a, a beat battle, you know, but in gifts, right? You know, you pull out I this like one that. response and stuff. I like do that. like I
0: that. that. I uh-huh. <laughs> you you mentioned the ape, um, the hype man. Are we ever gonna see maybe him do a verse, maybe a spotty alter ego?
1: That is a really great question that I'm still wrapping my brain around. I I have a song that he is featured on on my debut album. Track number two is called Elite Ape. And it is Spotty Wi Fi featuring Gold Rilla.
0: Okay, um, I that- thought that was another rapper, so that's you doing that.
1: Yeah, that's um Wow. That's that's me. You know, the idea behind that song is that Gold Rilla is doing the ad libs, which you know, there's a lot of ape noises at, at certain parts of the song, um, mostly in the intro and the outro. So the idea there is that that's Goldrilla. Um But I know some people, some people will tell me like, oh man, I love Elite Eight. Gold Rilla is my favorite, and they they kind of take it as like that's Gold Rilla rapping, and I like that. I think that's really interesting, and I don't I don't like try to correct them because it's not incorrect that they think that. That's that's so what I thought
0: too, to be honest.
1: It's yeah, I mean, I kind of actually like that more. It wasn't really exactly the way I had thought of it, but I kind of like that more. And now that I see, you know, some of the different things going on with the apes really taking ownership of their IP and especially musically, some interesting things happening. Um I would say for right now, I got that as like an ace up my sleeve. I mean right. a Goldrilla is an untapped. You know, he, he's he's gonna he's gonna flourish. You know, he's gonna be in Punks Comic Two. He's gonna be in Jenkins the Valet's book. Ooh. And um and he's a good looking ape. You know, like uh, he's, oh, he's he's on he's, deck. He's,
0: he, he's coming he's up. Che-
1: yeah, he's Cheetah Gang. He's got the hip hop clothing. Like a lot of these apes running around. You know, trying to reboot their uh, their rap career and whatnot. They don't want it with Goldrilla. I'll tell you
4: that. I think you just I think it's slid a, in my DMs right now actually. Hold on.
2: I think it's a really interesting idea uh, as well just because um you know with the whole NFT aspect do you own the actual intellectual intellectual property of these things? Um so we have one of you know one question here Larva Labs in their IP law says that you can only commercialize up to 100,000 US dollars per year. So is this something where you're able to now use multiple personas have different streams in terms of um, you know having one with an ape having one with a yeah, gorilla uh, made all that money yeah be like spotty didn't make spotty. shit
1: <laughs> right um so it's interesting you know that's a very interesting conversation for sure the the uh larva labs copyright question is a very clouded question yeah um, it's a very it's a very great area area number one i have the utmost respect for larva labs and i try to like make sure that um don't do anything that would, like, you know, bring shame dipty- to the name or whatever. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I try to, I try to advance the cause of the crypto Punk, not detract from it. But um, I, I do personally believe that uh, they want. They're they're kind of quiet on the issue, but I do personally believe that they want the Nifty license to govern. Uh, which you can read at niftylicense.org. The yeah. reason I believe they want that to be the governing license is because uh, one of the guys, I can't remember if it was Matt or John, he went into the CryptoPunks discord, I think in 2019, maybe 2018. Yeah. And he said that, um, I don't have any better information than that because that gotcha. came directly from them. And yes, that license does say you know you can earn up to 100k per year per punk as revenue. It's very similar to the Mebits license, yes. which uh, is clearly written on their website. Unlike the CryptoPunks, which don't really have a license on their website. But the thing about that 100k is it's very it's very hard to quantify. You know, exactly. um, I, I put out an album. The album made 192k in in revenue in under 60 seconds on August 18th, uh, but how much of that was due to a crypto punk? Very very hard to quantify. So um, so I think it's actually a pretty generous license uh, for that reason. Yeah. And um, and the more the further along down this road of spotty Wi-Fi I, I go, the less I think people actually even like. Need to know that that it originated as a transformative project from a crypto punk. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Like, like the artwork that we're doing now, ha- our artwork we believe has always been transformative, but now it's like going way beyond. Like we're hiring DreamWorks animators, you know. So, yeah, I saw the album
2: cover on the new one; looked really cool. So I, I definitely, uh, definitely think it's cool
1: for sure. Thank you,
4: Pretty, pretty sweet there uh, that you even have to consider uh you know shit like maybe i have to diversify myself into alter egos just so i can make all the 100k it's a it's a fun <laughs> kind of funny problem to have there but it's uh For super sure. cool that uh you're, you're yeah. having that issue and even having to think about it at all um have, have yeah. the larva labs ever reached out to you and been like hey we like what you're doing. You want to do something else for us, or have they ever reached out to you uh, personally kind of to just make contact, tell you to stop, tell you the, you know, whatever, uh, no, nothing like that. Um, I have reached out to them, you know, to make
1: sure that they were aware and and just to kind of give them an opportunity to say like, Hey, if, if there's anything I'm doing that you don't like, you know, let me know that sort of thing. Um, I've also, I've reached out to them kind of through OpenSea. Actually, OpenSea has is is in some sort of communication with them as they, you know, police projects and things like that. Gotcha. Um, so they're definitely aware, you know, of what I'm doing, and they've never they've never given me any indication that they're not cool with it. In fact, I'm sure they would if they weren't cool with it. Yeah, but I'm the sure. interesting thing to note, you know, Larva Labs gets a lot of criticism, uh, but they have, to my knowledge, they've never asked a punk owner to stop creating content or derivatives from their punk. You know, yeah. um, which is really interesting. Like they've they've they have asked non-punk Non-owners. owners to do, to stop doing certain things, but they've never asked a punk owner that was doing something inspired by or derived from their punk to stop. And that gives me. Uh, a lot of confidence and and I'm really grateful because um, they, they definitely, definitely the way the DMCA laws are constructed, like give me a hard time, you know Um, it's very easy with the DMCA laws to toward, uh, creators and copyright holders, and then if the if the creator
2: or the copyright holder, all of this type of stuff. I would see they they tried to bring um, kind of like an action against like the funks. It's a very difficult and a very gray area. All these new have to laws have to be kind of changed to kind of fit into the, the 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 crypto landscape too. So I'm very excited to see what how this kind of changes for sure. Yeah how do
0: you how do you see the uh, future of the music industry getting disrupted by all you know the whole nft technology in general
3: in
1: general um you know the music industry is infested with middlemen this is my my phrase that pays you know i say this all the time it's absolutely infested with middlemen you got the artist managers the business managers the booking agents the record labels the music publishers and none of them can write a song You know, they they all just have their hands out, reaching into the artist's pockets, signing them to bad deals. So that when an artist finally does get a hit song or does get, you know, uh, a tour that people want to buy tickets to, you know, the artist ends up getting the last and the smallest slice of the pie. And I think that's what NFTs are going to change. You know, MP3s are very, very hard to sell an MP3. You know, we've known this since the Napster era. Very, very hard to sell music. Yeah. But with an NFT, you can deliver a lot more value than an MP3 because it's a smart contract. You can deliver whatever value or whatever utility you want. You know that's why I give a copyright license, for example, with my music. Um, so you have the ability to do a lot more than an MP than an MP3, which only allows you to listen to the music. Um, and I think basically it's going to unlock this potential of you know the thousand fans theory, where you only really need. A thousand fans or fewer, you know, even a few hundred fans in order to earn a good living doing what you love as a musician, you know, and we have the the traditional music industry has sort of convinced us that you need millions of fans, you know, but you don't You, you need millions of fans if your goal is to sell ads on Spotify. If you don't care about selling ads on Spotify, why would you need millions of fans? You know, well to the pay the thing,
2: labels to to you yeah know, to, to pay, people, the sales. pay all these middlemen that have their hands out. <laughs>
1: right. And you know, the other thing I've started talking about is like, we as a culture, we accept and we expect that musicians will give us the soundtracks to our lives. They'll give us the music that we play at weddings, on birthdays, to celebrate our highest highs, graduations, and they'll also give us the music that helps us mourn, helps us get through our our lowest of lows, things like that. And in return, we are totally comfortable and will not flinch when we hear about a beloved artist or an icon ending up broke, destitute, on the streets addicted to drugs, in jail, or dead, you know, we don't, we just, we're numb to it, it's a, it's a cultural, uh, cancer that we've, that we've just grown to accept, and I think it's totally based on just like, you know, it's like you can, you can, it's like a, you, you put a frog in, in water you turn the temperature up it'll just it'll just sit there and boil but if you just throw it into hot water it'll jump out right and we've just allowed ourselves to slowly get used to this and nfts are going to break that all down i believe absolutely
0: yeah i love it it's you know whether you you're a painter or a music artist you know it, it's time it's time to get the money into the right hands you know yeah fuck these middlemen so well
2: just back. like the classic renaissance period too like it all came back it all these artists the great renaissance period all the uh, the the printing press all these things were able to distribute so much more beauty and art and words and and you know music and stuff like that and writing and now we're having that digital renaissance where all these things can now be just you're you're opening yourself up to have that person in you know halfway around the world that has you know finds joy in your artwork or and your music so it's it's just such a cool experience so
0: yeah, speaking of music labels, there was actually another label to pop up. Um, it was a project involving Timbaland, the producer, famous producer. Um, he started an NFT project with five other apes, and they came out with a, a new song. And they actually had a little, little shout out to Spotty in there. Um, did, did everyone hear, hear the verse, hear the song?
1: I was subjected to the song. I was exposed <laughs> to the song.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the, the there is a verse. It's not terrible, but it just says uh, we're throwing up cheetah gang, weeta gang. We don't need Wi-Fi to be spotty. First off, do we have our first metaverse beef here?
1: No, 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 no. So, so first of all, I, I've, I've had a lot of beef, and I'm undefeated uh, in terms of beef. That that is uh, that's on the chain. That's verified. This is not fungible. But what I would say is, um, you know, I, I thought I think the song is very cute. You know, I think it's great that um, that apes are taking ownership of their IP and doing fun things. Um, don't <laughs> I don't believe that's a Timbaland beat um, or I'll say I don't want to believe I don't want to believe that that's a Timbaland beat. Like, no, no way. That, that's, that's not a Timbaland beat. Um, I think It was I think it's probably a great opportunity for Tim to, like, you know, get some passive passive income, you know, saying that, uh, you know, he, he wrote that beat for those boys. And I think for those, for those young men, it's a great opportunity to sort of, you know, um, I guess, uh, what would, what would you call it? I guess to kind of relive their, their dreams, you know, of, of being rappers and whatnot. And it's fun and it's cute, but the cheetah gang knows the cheetah gang knows what it is. um, and it, it was really not a great look for anyone in the Cheetah Gang to be coming at me sideways. That that was probably a rookie mistake on their part. I did hear the verse, and at first I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt. You know, I thought it was a shout-out, maybe. I was trying yeah, to think Yeah, so
0: about did I people. at first. I was like, oh, they shouted him out. And then I'm like, wait a minute, was that a sneak diss, or what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, I, I was I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Then on Twitter, you know, uh, they kind of like got, you know, they, they became a little bit of keyboard warriors. But it's cute, man. I love it, man. I, I think anybody should get their money. Any way you can get your money. And if, uh, if, if letting my name come out of your mouth helps you get money, then you know what? Go for it. But it's not the type of thing that I'm really in a position to respond to. I need those boys to get their 10,000 hours in, get their bars up. Uh, because
4: the music just isn't really
1: at a level where I would feel comfortable responding to it and giving them much more attention than they're already getting.
4: You, you heard it here first uh spotty doesn't even know who you are Uh, (laughs) keep your name out of his mouth he said get your 10k uh,
0: hours and then come back and we'll see yeah
4: i've never seen these boys at the cheetah
1: gang meetings you know what i mean i'll just yeah and you're
0: you're officially cheetah gang correct
1: i'm honorary cheetah gang gold really inducted inducted me into the cheetah gang back in may i would love you know i might have to check the blockchain if i ever see those guys might have to see when they allegedly joined the cheetah gang but the blockchain doesn't lie that's right. No, never the chain lies. Doesn't lie, bro. They they know who I am and it, it's a, it's an honor. It, I'm flattered. You know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Absolutely. And um, I wish them all the success in the world. I hope Tim has some good writers that can help those guys um, and, and help them, you know, really prosper.
0: <laughs> I love that. And love Hey that. man, we don't have to clap back. You know, we we could just send them some bad links or, you know, we'll, we'll try to try to get that yeah. seed phrase or something. <laughs> the, the new, the new warfare.
5: <laughs> no nah,
1: it's all good man it's all love there's enough room for all of us to win you know
0: yeah and like you said man you know they they mentioned you that means you're doing something right that's right
1: oh they know what it is you know they, they it's only one king of punks you know um, and that that's what it is
0: i mean i think you're the king of nft rap i mean, not not even just the punks i don't i don't you know
1: i appreciate it bro i appreciate it
0: um so, yeah so you, you, you have a song with Art Chick, correct?
1: I do have a song with Art Chick. Absolutely. That's my queen.
0: Uh, how'd you get Beanie to sound like that? Beanie? <laughs> that
3: come, on, <laughs> uh, come on, man. Come on, man.
1: That's not right, bro. That's not right. That's my queen. That was, and a, Beanie, that was Beanie. a joke. No. Beanie, Beanie is my guy. You know, I appreciate Beanie. Um, we love
0: Beanie and Art Chick. Yeah you know, we all follow our chick, whether you love her or hate her, you know, she we all got that follow. So.
1: Absolutely not look, both Beanie and our chick have always been very cool to me. Like they've always given me good advice. Actually. Um, they both gave me the pretty much the same advice when I dropped my album, you know, they, they helped me advising me on like what to price it at and like thinking about quantity and things like that, how many to put out there and supply. And, um, I appreciate them both. You know, I think, uh, it's hard. It's hard to please everybody. You know, And they're both very comfortable in their own skin. And I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, man, she actually she did a good job. But, man, I was waiting for her to just do a verse, like not just a little singing part. Ne- next song, she needs to drop 16 bars at least.
1: <laughs> she was very she was very clear to me that she's not a rapper, but she is a good writer. You know, she did help me write that hook. And uh, she definitely improved the hook. I, I kind of wrote a draft, and then she improved, like definitely improved it. The lines that she wrote—I'm uh, sorry—the lines that she sings, she did write. So um, it's it's very it's a very legit contribution.
0: Well, I mean, the song is it just works too. you know, yeah, her her verse definitely adds to
4: it for sure. Great song. Go check it out. It's uh, P Diddy said, You know, he doesn't write rhymes; he writes checks. So, okay. <laughs> Coming in. Yeah, she
0: said what? She's gonna fuck up your projects, floor or something.
1: Like, don't come. (laughs) She said. She said you better come correct, or she'll. uh What she say? She's She's gonna gonna wreck the whole market. She's gonna wreck the whole market. (laughs) Yeah, that was her line, bro. I thought it was brilliant when she told me that line. I loved it. I love it. It is.
0: Uh, Fuck. She just tweets one thing, and it's like you know. Yeah, she moves floors for sure.
4: We got a one more kind of wrap-up question here. Um, so you said you got four more songs coming out to to kind of bring this whole project together, uh, and you said you it, I guess you said it was collabs, right? Uh, can you give us a hint on who any of those four collabs are? Uh,
1: well, first one one point of clarification. Uh, there will be four more songs that are NFT drops next year. The album is not limited to five songs, though. Just to be clear. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and it is it is going to be a collab album, which means almost all, if not all, of the songs would be collabs. Um, and the other four NFT drops are certainly. Uh, I'm planning on those being collabs. But um, no, I can't. I can't really give any alpha on the other four NFT drops. Um, I can tell you that it's a year-long project Project very intentionally. You know, we, we, we are basically asking the market to place a bet on do you think Spotty Wi-Fi is going to be a bigger name a year from now than he currently is or not? You know what I mean? And so it's not like we have all four of the next the, the next four collabs uh recorded and in the vault they're not recorded yet you know um so the the idea is hopefully uh that as we grow my producer Stefan and me as we grow the spotty wi-fi name and as it rings more bells that so will the magnitude of the collabs and and bun b is a pretty legendary start you know for yeah, that she's
0: legend yeah
1: so um the other thing i'll say is uh we do try to be somewhat democratic like we actually asked our token holders for their input on who they would like to hear us collab with uh we will be doing more things like that getting the getting the community involved um but the one thing i'll tell you is it's not going to be all rapper collabs you know i really pride myself on being a versatile artist Stefan prides himself on being a very versatile producer. I hope that you hear that in the first album, uh, where you hear like an R&B song with the Archic feature, or a song like Spotlight, which is a very vibey song. Um, and we we plan to give you a fully flushed out and dynamic project with this next album. And the collabs will reflect that. You know, Of course, it's going to be, I'm a rapper, so it's going to be a lot of rap but uh, I want to I want to do collabs with singers I want to do collabs with uh, bands you know potentially and so I think we're going to surprise some people
4: awesome so no no alpha for us but you got some hot shit coming uh, it got it got to ask the question because you are a rapper if you could collab with five rappers or say beat producers we'll, we'll start we'll, we'll do just the top 5 rappers you want to collab with right now who are you listening to who's you know, who's on your Spotify playlist? What what we got going from you, Spotty?
1: I mean my dream collabs. I don't want it to be too New York centric. I'm a i am I do like the East Coast though. But Nas is my GOAT. So and he's Crypto Scarface, so I, I gotta have yeah, Nas on there. Me I mean Jay Jay is a crypto punk himself or he owns a crypto punk. I gotta have Jay on there. I got I I'm a Chicago kid at heart. I gotta have Ye on there um that's three um i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna throw a wild card i i think right now uh, i love money man bro i'm putting money man on there um you know he's like he reminds me of me i'll just put it that way he's like the meat version of me and then for number five man this is really tough um I got two names and and i'm bad at lists and i'm bad at ranking things so right, i may six. look back
4: on this do six no i'm gonna <laughs> what did you say i said, do, I said do, six, do six then if you got two names you can do six. Oh, okay okay <laughs> so
1: I, I i know i'm gonna look back and be like oh i forgot such and such name but um i would love to do a song with cameron and i would love to do a song with lupe fiasco i think yes. Lupe they would
5: really Ooh, I, like I think
1: they would Ooh. really uh when Lupe Ooh. hears about me, I think he's going to really think it's interesting, and I would love to do some with him.
4: That's a, yep. that's a strong top six. You got dipset on there, you know, Lupe coming back, I was literally just listening to him the other day and was like, damn, Lupe, he still he's still so ahead good. of his time and, and I went and through and a big
0: of. Lupe phase,
4: yep. <laughs> as a youth. Uh, you got you might have to do some more crazy shit to get to get in Kanye's ear, but we're we're looking forward to it, man. we're We're really excited to. You know, see who you do collab with, and uh, follow the project. And uh, you're you're definitely an honorary member of uh, non refungible network for sure, man.
1: Thank you. Much love. I appreciate you guys.
0: Yeah, man, Spotty. We really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I literally have one last question for you, um, and it's simply: Are we gonna make it?
1: We all gonna make it. Absolutely. Wag me, Wag
0: me, boys. Wag me, oh
1: all gonna make it um uh, the only ones that's not gonna make it is the ones that <laughs> aim for the king and miss you know yep. there's a few of them out there and they, they're not gonna make it but the rest of us we all
4: gonna make it we seen you with that uh that omar g- gif there you know you, you come for the king you best <laughs> best not miss huh i'm telling you bro i'm telling you
1: you know uh i i, I look the thing is a lot of people think i i Declared myself the king, and that is erroneous. You know, the people crown me. I'm the people's <laughs> punk, and that's why you know you really you really got to aim tight because um, I got the people, I got the will of the people behind me, and that's my secret weapon. Oh, that's true,
4: man. It's all in the game, man. It's all in the game. <laughs> but yeah, man, we
0: super appreciate you taking the time. Uh, go listen to All Time High featuring Bun B. Go follow Spotty on Twitter at yeah. Spotty Fi. Go to spottywifi.com. Mint the single. Uh, Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Catch us on the next episode.
5: See ya. Haters gave me motivation. motivation Even the coronavirus couldn't stop my coronation Buy yeah, yeah. low, sell high, diamond hand determination I'm, I'm spotty yeah. high, five, 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 two, eight And we all gon' make it I dox myself, so if you need me, you know where to find me I'm certified, don't need no websites to verify me We about to take the revolution to the main stage Go tell the labels, I don't think we on the same page That's word to Vitalik, put bold in italic On what you heard in my word salad Spotty for Royal Digital oil, boy, I got a metaverse palace. Don't ask me nothing, I can't talk in public or comment on. I'm too busy running it up, with are bumping on none of that. Hey. Gotta maintain, gotta make rain, gotta stake no debate. I'm on chain gang gang. D5, so my green 5, like a bean sack. You know FIFA, full fun, bang bang. Hey. I touch the mill and quit my nine to five. I got a blunt, rap side to side, yeah. and I'm a all time high, brother. All time high, get to all time high, man, All time I'm the better old side, high hey, You can get the old side, I'm the better old time. Hey. What?
3: Real? Yo, Spotty, this one, Tho, baby, I can't wait to show him how we get down with this one. This all-time verse. Let's go. Coming straight up out the dirty south, the third coast sector. You bet on the triple OG. You hit the trifecta. Might see me around your girl and think that you to protect her, but your bottom broad is busted, OGP, I'm a rejecter, I done tapped in with spotty, made men like John Gotti, we flip so much crypto that we could buy a Maserati, oh no man not the car, see I'm talking about the dealer, cause to me an NFT, means nobody's fucking thriller. since I came up in the game, I've been carving out my lane, I ain't got nothing to lose, but I got everything to gain. If I catch it at the right price, you know I'm finna cash out By the time you buy it, it's too high and now you ass out You follow trends, man, but I'm a trending topic. My aura's larger than life and your vibe is microscopic. When me and Spidey hook up, ain't no way that you can top it. You can hate, but you can't stop it, Cause you know we finna drop it
5: like it's a all over high you the on heart, 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 unfucking believable The Trill OG One B Spotty Wi Fi Historic shit. First of his kind. Nobody ever did it like this. All time. All time. Nobody
3: ever did it like this.